This is FM 100.5, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Absolutely beautiful outside. I think I had well over an inch of uh, snow uh, at uh, my house. Well, it's its own because you're banging it. My brother is with me, as you can tell, and, and he's making all kinds of noise as if uh, I, I think the world is coming to an end. Uh, brother Mike, can you hear me? Nope. Your, 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 uh, your ears are gone. You can't hear anything from what you're saying. Put your, put your mic on. This is my brother, Mike Jones, and he, he is messing up the whole system over here. He, he's trying his best. I, 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 do, I do say that. I've got it now. What, what, what took you so long to get it straight? Well, when I first put it on, there was no noise. And so you said change to the other one, and I picked the other one up, and you uh-huh. said, now you, it's on. And so I figured it was the other one that was on since I was moving it. And evidently, this one turned on while I was moving them. It sounded like the other. world was coming to an end when I you thought were banging it was. around. I thought it was. Now, uh, how much snow did you get last night? We got a pretty good amount of snow. Uh, the ground was completely covered, Robin. <coughs> and I left the house this morning. And I was I was kind of shocked when I got to Murfreesboro. Why? Well, there wasn't any snow on the ground. Well, there wasn't much, but out in the <coughs> outlying areas across yeah. the county, it yeah. was... It snowed just about all day and all night over at my yeah, house off of Manchester Highway. And such a quick change. I know we were uh, night four last, uh, when was it last night? Last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, uh, were not even thinking about Yeah. Uh, you know, it started raining, and, you know, and everybody says it's going to snow, and I thought, oh, they don't know what you're doing. And then here it comes. And so it snowed all day yesterday. I mean, all day. Could you even see your sheep in all that uh, white stuff, and the sheep are white? Well. They were camouflaged in a way. They're pretty much camouflaged, the white ones, but the black and white ones were fairly easy to see. Yeah. They, uh, 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 I drive a Polaris when I'm feeding, and uh, it uh, it fogged up so bad and had so much snow on it, I couldn't see where I was going through the windshield. And, yeah. Uh, and it didn't have windshield wipers, so I was kind of feeling my way around yesterday. Yeah, now I just do want, I do want to mention the uh, SRO school resource officers are uh, having a fundraiser oh, tonight, good. and and I think it's in every one of the Toots restaurants. Oh, it's a Toots. Yeah, yeah, I, all the uh, three of them. 
Well, they, and they're and they're they're making money for for the Christmas times and yeah, for the kids. Yeah, we need to support and, them. We need to support them. That's uh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of miss the pulling an angel off the tree at school. You know, you would have your angels. We'd put the angels on the tree, and you'd pull an angel, and you'd buy them certain gifts. I kind of miss that. Well, I think most of the teachers had the angels, and you had the devil. If 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 I can. No, they if, called if, me the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's always good to have a nickname. Yeah, we had a nickname for just about every one of our teachers when we were going through school. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, but now, like when I played college football, almost all of us had a nickname. Yeah. Uh, James Matthews, we called him Shade Tree. Now, where in the world that came from, I have no idea. But that's that was his name, and I was I got the nickname from the mascot at Central. Yeah, and um, I mean, still to this day, they don't know my name. Now y'all went away from the single wing uh, when, my when you year. when you played up there. Uh, I know Mr. Pate, he he loved the single wing. Yep, it was uh, Teddy Morris was a tailback in the single wing when I was a freshman, sophomore, and junior, and uh, I was his backup. My uh, uh, sophomore year, and mm-hmm. I haven't been freshman. So I know Teddy was already gone uh, my junior year, uh, but uh, I was his backup, and uh, uh, I played wing back. Same thing you did. Yeah, single wing was kind of limited, <clears throat> wasn't it? Very limited. So my senior year, I was a quarterback. We uh-huh. ran a wing tee. Yeah, and uh, it was. Uh, I mean, it was all new, and we were really lucky. I guess we went eight and three. We, you know, we we lost our first football game, which we shouldn't have lost to Clarksville. Uh-oh. And, uh, the Apple game. Yeah, and that was uh, partly my fault. And uh, uh, then uh, we lost to uh, Sparta, but I, I had a sprained ankle. I didn't get to play against Sparta. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I wish I could have played against Sparta. Yeah. And Springfield. Uh Springfield was the game that, where that you had game. more bruises than any other game. And they had the Matthews boys. Yeah, oh, gosh. Larry, yeah. Larry and James, and uh, Larry was a brute. Yeah. I mean, he was a brute. Larry's a good football Well, so was James. Uh, we both, uh, we, uh, James and I got the MTSU the same year. Mm-hmm. Then Larry followed. Uh, he was a year or two behind. I, I want to say two years behind James. Now, they had an older brother. <clears throat> Not that I know of. Not that well, I know of. The I one know. that went to Vanderbilt and that was killed, remember, in a car wreck? I don't think he – he may have been a cousin. I think yeah. it was just James and uh, – James we call Shade Tree and Larry. Uh no, not that I remember. I, uh, and I went through the same thing at MTSU that I did at uh, uh, Central. My would have been my sophomore year, which was actually my third year because I had been redshirted. Uh, we changed from going both ways to platoons. Mm-hmm. And Coach Murphy called me and uh, Shade Tree in same day, talked to us. He was starting fullback, and I was starting uh, slot pack mm-hmm. and uh, defensive. Uh, yeah. Shade Tree played cornerback, and I played cornerback, and we were both starters. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach Murphy called us in and told us they were going to platoon, blah, 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 and uh, that uh, 
uh, we were starters on both sides, and they didn't think it was fair to us not to let us play both ways. Yeah. So we were both going to get to play both ways. Well, that very afternoon at practice, Shade Tree broke his ankle. Mm. And that was the last offensive play I played on at MTSU. I went strictly defense, and that was it, when he got his ankle broke. So Coach Murphy was special, wasn't he? Uh, he was a different coach, different coach. Uh, yeah. Very mild-mannered. Uh, you never saw him lose. I, I've already told this before. I, I saw him lose his temper one time mm-hmm. in five years, and that's a pretty, pretty good record. And then, you know, he was good in the community. You know, he yeah. was part of our uh, old-timers uh, uh, baseball. Uh, and, uh, you know, always friendly, always uh, uh, a really, really good person. I, you know, it just – uh, and he's, you know, one of a kind. How many coaches stayed the same place as many years as he did? He would have never left. No, he would have stayed there forever. And, and the only losing season he ever had was his last year. And I wanted him so bad to retire before before he did that. But that was the only losing season he had, his very last year. And a lot of that I contributed to, uh, I contributed to uh, friction between coaches. Oh, uh, we, I can't imagine anybody having friction. Well, with we had an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator that, uh, even my senior year, uh, was it was not real good. Mm. Uh, there, uh, and they were both uh, thought both of them thought a lot of themselves, and it was just one caused it more than the other. He he was a little bit more high tempered than the other guy. The other guy mm. I always liked. I changed coordinators my senior year. My my junior year, I had a defensive coordinator, that defensive back coach, and then and the offensive uh, coach switched to defense, and he became my defensive backfield coach. And the other one, that's that's when the friction really started. That's when it really started when they switched. What has changed football? Uh, I, I've got a number of questions to go off of that particular lead-in, but. Uh, the offenses are, are, are uh, really, really have changed because they're they're very complicated. Very right sophisticated. Yeah. The the offense that we ran when I was at Brentwood High School was a whole lot more complicated than the offense that we ran at MTSU. Mm-hmm. Even the defenses are have done. It's a huge change when you go to this uh, the shotgun and. And it's all out, you know, you can pass. You've got all these uh, 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 different types of passes that you can throw nowadays. Mm-hmm. And you got to be some pretty – you got to have some pretty good defensive backs too. But uh, it's a skills game now. How do you read? How do you prepare for some of these teams right now that are pretty much wide open all keys, through the game? Keys. Keys. Uh, certain sets they run certain plays so many times, and you 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 got to recognize the set that they're in, mm-hmm. and know. And if a certain pl- player comes into the ball game, you got to be aware of why he's in there because that's the reason you watch film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, when I watch film, I look for keys, mm-hmm. and especially a lineman that showed pass real quick, mm-hmm. and that's what you look for, uh, and. Uh, you're, uh, if you're a cornerback, you're watching different keys. You especially want to watch your tight end because uh, he's pretty much going to tell you right off the bat if it's a pass or a run. Uh, but that's changed. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about what I did. Now, there's a whole lot of difference. And, uh, 
uh, skill sets and uh, your wide outs and your slot backs. When they switch sides and they're uh, – their different routes are so complicated nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it takes a while to learn it. You got to be. Uh, you talking about football sense? It takes football sense, especially those wide outs. You know, they got to know when to sit down. Mm-hmm. You know, when to go out and down. You know, and it, it's, you're reading your cornerback sometimes when you when you're running a route. If that cornerback is you know, it depends on whether it's the inside or outside, especially on the goal line. Mm-hmm. you got to be able to read that, and the quarterback reads it. The quarterback reads it, you know, if, that, if you're on the outside, I'm going to break in, and, I, I, and I'm going to break in at a certain time, and that ball's going to be there. Yeah. And you wonder why half people can be so wide open, but it, <clears throat> it takes some sense to play football nowadays. I love to watch the difference in, in how – High school, uh, say Oakland. Oakland is one of the best teams I have ever seen in high school. And, of course, I think they're pretty close to the level of what we saw in the early 70s at Central High School. Pretty much close to it. When they had uh, all that great talent. Leo Martin. Yeah. And and I don't know how. I think seven of those guys off of that team, if I'm not mistaken. It's more than seven. Well, I'm talking about went to major colleges. Yeah, they did go to – more of them went to major colleges. Parsons went to Tennessee. Yeah. Martin and, uh, oh, what's the guy that drowned? Yeah, uh, Anderson, 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 Anderson yeah. went to Oklahoma, and of course that was something else. Now, and you know, I get to thinking about Leo Martin. My yeah. goodness, what an athlete! What an athlete! He he could have played football forever. I mean, oh, he yeah. was unbelievable. Leo Martin could have played professional football if if he did. Yeah. And you know, uh, a lot of people don't realize. Uh, I had a a scout. One of my last games, one talked to me from. The old league. Mm-hmm. and uh, AFL? Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, they came in and said, so-and-so wants to speak to you. I said, <laughs> you can forget it. <laughs> uh, I'm done. Uh, you take a beat. Yeah. You know, you take a beat. And we both know that right now. I mean, you know, I can't reach behind my back with my arm. And uh, my knees feel like they're going out from under me all the time. And I just wonder if I would tried to play more football, I just what would it have been like? And then you look at some of the, you know, some of them look fine, you yeah. know, but then the others, you know. But I guarantee they you they're the hurting no Oh, matter. they got to be. They got to be because football's a rough game. Well, it, it's it's a rough game. It's a tough game. But but with all the changes as, as far as uh, especially offense and then have to be a defensive back and a linebacker, I have watched. I love Jeremy Pruitt because he, he is a great defensive coach. And I've, I've been watching Tennessee with their youngsters out there with all that great speed and all that great talent. But the, the uh, receivers sometimes will just – they cross over. They, 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 they don't know who they're supposed to be guarding once they get out there with all the, the changes in the offense. And I've seen them point to each other. But it's too late to, mm-hmm. to point, and by that time they're they're 50 yards down the field. Yeah, it's uh, it can get quite complicated, and if you don't know your assignments, especially a young kid, you know, yeah, if you don't know your assignments, you get burned. But now you talking about? I mean, you look at Alabama, the speed, and uh, if you don't have something to complement that on defense, yeah, you're in trouble. And even today, I've I mean, I don't understand and. 
everybody does it on their deep outs. Uh, the cornerbacks do not look back. They yeah. they look at the that's rec- so aggravating. Yeah, to watch. they look at the receiver to see when he reaches for the ball. Yeah. And that's when they go after. And I I would have great difficulty because I was taught when. But you got to realize these quarterbacks and these receivers are so good nowadays that you know you look at how many times that that uh, uh, outside receiver is running downfield mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he stops. 15, 20 yards down the field, turns around. And gets, well, if you're look, turning around looking at the football and you're not watching him and he stops, you're already beat. Yeah. And I understand why they do that, but it, it is frustrating because there's so many times that you'll see the ball fall in when the defensive man could have intercepted it if he'd been looking. Mm-hmm. But then you got to think about, you know, the other way they do it, and it's 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 pretty complicated. And I, I as a quarterback in high school and then in college, of the first year, uh, making those throws would be very difficult for me because I don't know if I can throw when I know somebody's well covered. Yeah. And they do. They'll throw the ball when they're well covered, and, it, and they catch them. Now, talking about complications, being a teacher in today's world, um, the, the curriculum is changes. It, it seems like it changes every day. But... Uh, They've they've gone from perfection to kind of messing with it a little bit. You're talking about math. Yeah, math. Math is is one of those uh, subjects that they have gone away from the from the learning process to almost utilizing computers and everything else. But they've made it so complicated that a lot of teacher friends that I've got now. They have a hard time with the math at, w- when they're doing it at home with their grandkids or kids mm-hmm. or or whatever, and um, there was really no reason for a lot of those changes. I can't I, I can't fathom. I taught uh, algebra and uh, math uh, and chemistry, mm-hmm. and of course, you get in chemistry, you got to have the math. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, everybody has to take chemistry. Everybody. And when we were going to school, it was an elective. Now everybody has to take chemistry. So they've watered it down. Is that in all the schools? Oh, yeah. Now they've watered it down. The chemistry has been watered down uh, because uh, everybody has to take it. Hmm. And as we know, not everybody's built or made to to have chemistry. Yeah. And uh, the math, especially algebra, when I would go in and, and observe teachers and grade the teachers mm-hmm. and do their observations, um, the terminology and the things that they're using uh, are so different from when we went to school. And it is uh, so much grafting. And a lot, of the, a lot of the math teachers love it. They love the grafting because they say the kids understand it much better if they can just actually see a graph. And uh, I don't, uh, I don't agree with it, but I, I can't say that I'm smart enough to to know whether it's right or wrong what they're doing. But I do know this: uh, in the real world, math is is a big, big deal, and if you can't multiply and divide. And especially with decimals uh, and long division, mm-hmm. uh, 
and you've got to you've got to depend upon a computer. That computer or that uh, uh, calculator is not always in front of you. Mm-hmm. And understanding the math to me is where we've lost. We've lost it because kids will give you an answer that's not even close to what it should be. That common sense tells you that's not right. Yeah. And uh, that's what bothers me is the lack of understanding. And uh, fractions seem to be just like a lost art, and I haven't figured that out. Um, I had I had absolutely no problem with fractions. fractions People don't understand it no, anymore. The fractions kids were, you know, very simple to me and very easy to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, but a lot of people just don't. And I think it's I think a lot of it's got to do with the way we taught it. Remember we used to take those plates, and uh, mm-hmm. you know divide them up and a half mm-hmm. and an eighth or you know we could do sixteen you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, hands-on stuff, and uh, uh, we do a lot of hands-on stuff. And think nowadays, a kid, you know, well, if he's doing the hands-on, he's going to learn on his own. That don't happen. Yeah. You know, they're they're going to be questions, and that's what teachers are there for. Uh, the hands-on stuff started in science with me back when I was at Brentwood Middle. Hmm. And it's been a while back. Uh, we didn't even have a textbook, no textbook. We had uh, little kits, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we were to take the uh, the kits and hands-on, and they were going to discover the answers on their own. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I ignored it. I taught like I'd been teaching, but I taught from the computer. Uh, I, I had my own... I made my own text, I guess you'd say, and I was a level five teacher, mm-hmm. and the people that were doing the kits and things were not level five teachers. Uh, common sense told me that these kids, not all these kids are going to learn this way, yeah. and we've always known an A student's going to be an A student. We've yeah. always known that. No matter what kind of uh, environment a student is in, if they're an A student, they're going to be an A student. They will, they will thrive. They were, they've been getting served yeah. certain gifts. Yes, and but the others, you got to be able to explain it, explain it to them in a way that they understand it. I think mm-hmm. that's what makes a good teacher. They can explain it to the child the way the child can understand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't ask a question. Yeah. And I mean, it took me a few years of teaching, but I learned. Uh, sometimes a kid, a uh, child, excuse me, would uh, would give me an answer. That was mm-hmm. not anywhere close to what I thought should be the answer. Mm-hmm. And I would ask the second question, where did you get that answer? Explain that to me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes their explanations were pretty darn good. And I realized that as I was teaching it, there was a point there that they misunderstood me. Mm-hmm. And you had to go back. I, I always think about a, a young man that I had at uh, Holloway. Uh, I was teaching math, and he was low, low, low math. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty low in English, but not that bad. And he wasn't a, he wasn't dumb by any any means. Yeah. And I, I I kept trying to figure out what was wrong with him. Why mm-hmm. could he not figure out do the math? Well, it turns out his teacher had told him when he was. I didn't discover this until I was grading some long division problems. Mm-hmm. And his math down when he was putting it down underneath. I discovered that he was when he carried uh, and borrowed. He borrowed every time. Mm 
He said his teacher told him he had to borrow. And if you're mm-hmm. subtracting from six from nine, you don't borrow. But he was borrowing, and he was making that. Wait a minute. Explain to me what that what that exactly saying. Start talking about borrowing. Uh, it, let's say uh, on your units, you uh-huh. know, let's say I've got 55. Okay. And I'm going to subtract 49 from it. All right. All right. I mean, I can look at it and know the answer. Yeah. But, you know, you make your, you have to, you have to borrow. You've got a nine. You can't take nine from five, so it has to be fifteen. And yeah. so nine from fifteen, six. All right, that's borrowing. Okay. You know, you bring. I've never it. heard that term. Before. Well, that's the way I was taught. You oh. borrow. You borrow from the next number. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a ten, it, that makes it a ten. If it's a hundred, you know. But anyway, uh, I realized that what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I, why I didn't catch it when he was subtracting, just doing some normal subtractions, I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. But anyway, I had missed it. Well, I asked him, I said, why are you borrowing? He said, my teacher told me to borrow. Mm. I said, you only borrow if you have to borrow. Well, it took me about two weeks of standing over him, making him do problems to get him out of that habit. And when I got him out of that habit, he had gone from low 40s to a high 80. Wow. In one year. Mm-hmm. simply because of that one little mistake. And when he was missing questions, he thought he was dumb. I mean, mm-hmm. he actually told me, he said, I'm dumb. And I said, no, you're not dumb. you just, you know, you're making a mistake somewhere, and we finally figured it out. And it not only did it, did it, it change his attitude in math, his English jumped up because mm-hmm. he finally discovered, and I saw him several years later, and he had a good job. And he was working at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about that very thing, how much that one little bitty thing changed him. That's amazing. Oh, it is. It is. But if a kid gets down and out and they think they can't learn, mm-hmm. that's when you're in trouble. you got to figure out a way to, to change their attitude. Well, you know, uh, when you and I were going to school many years ago, the teachers had a, a whole lot more flexibility with the students back then. Oh, yeah. And, and, and they got so close to them that they could tell what particular gifts that they had and the ones that uh, they were a little short in. And, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of kids in, the, in that particular era grew up to be so successful because of the teacher having that uh, um, flexibility, as I said earlier, to do things special with the kids. And um, we've we've gone away from it for a a little bit, but I think in some respects we're coming back here in in Rutherford County where they're looking more at at the abilities uh, that, that God has given each child and work on those things to uh, take them to another level. But unfortunately, they're kind of ruled by what goes on in Nashville and what goes in oh, in Washington, by, which, which makes a big difference. They're ruled by the state. Yeah. Um, and, and, and when you take that away from the teachers, you're actually hurting the kids. Well, in the 1990s, I think that's when we saw... Education change. Yeah. That's when TCAP came in. And uh, TCAP was the all four people. TCAP is okay, I guess. Um, I'm not a uh, a proponent of TCAP. 
if they changed the way they do it and gave a pre-test and a post-test, I would be a lot more for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since it's only a post-test, uh, it really doesn't give you a clear picture of what that child's actually done that year. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the 90s, I was at Kittrell, and I can remember one of the guys from the State Department came in and was giving his pitch about TCAP and how it was going to be, and it would never be used against a teacher and I pretty much called him a liar that day mm-hmm. because it would be used against teachers, and it has been used against the teachers. It's not only used against the teachers. Uh, it's also used against the uh, uh, system. Uh, if you don't perform at a certain level with this test, then they're going to bring somebody in, and, you know, they can actually, which has already happened in some schools, they've cleared the uh, principals and assistant principals and change them and they can do that Mm -hmm. they have the power to do that and when you've got that kind of stress i've seen some awfully good teachers i mean some really good teachers uh that were so stressed out at tcap time because they knew their jobs were dependent upon how well they did Mm -hmm. uh left profession they couldn't they couldn't stand it and with covid right now and the pandemic uh we are in a stressful situation as far as our school systems go. Yeah. Because, uh, as you know, when you and I were growing up, teachers were very, very well thought of within the community. I mean, there was, you know, now because of media uh, and certain shows on TV that make teachers and principals look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll never forget one of my students say, I was teaching something one day, and so he said, Mr. Jones, that's not right. I saw it on TV. Hmm. And I looked at him. I said, do you really think everything on TV is real? And, you know, and he did. He did. And I said, that's not, you know, it's not real. And uh, uh, we have, we've, we've, uh, I think we've lost a lot of our, you know, if a teacher has been caught doing something wrong. You know, mm-hmm. it's blasted all over the media. Yeah. I mean, it's all over. Uh, if it's a plumber, it wouldn't have been there. But teachers are held at such a high standard now, and it's very difficult for them, some of them, to survive in, in that situation that they're in. And I, I just, I hate it for a lot of, you know, I've got a daughter and, and uh, two daughters that teach, mm-hmm. and they are bombarded. I mean, bombarded by emails and things constantly i mean constantly even in the the break and i'm the one that teaches chemistry she was just bombarded by parents and and students and some most of this stuff is not very nice Hmm. and uh you're wondering they're doing their best i mean they're doing their best and both of them are level five teachers that's amazing and they're bombarded i mean and they don't they don't get any rest they don't get any rest and you know the the youngest one you know she breaks out in hives uh, but, you know, worrying, and, and she loves her kids. Yeah. I mean, she loves her kids, and she does a good job. And uh, uh, But I don't, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to be pretty tough and pretty tough skin now to be a teacher. Well, I don't think it's that. That's the one job I wouldn't want right now. If I had it to go over with, I, did, I was there 39 years, and uh, I would not do it again. I'm not in today's. Not in today's system now. Uh, if it was back, you know, when we had control. And, uh, uh, and two, you know, 
the populations have increased, and we got so many different varying variances of people coming into schools. Mm-hmm. It's not like the community schools like we went to at Kitchell. We knew everybody, and everybody knew everybody. Yeah. yeah it's not that way anymore. And, uh, uh, I don't, you know, it's not going to change, I'm afraid. I mean, if, if, if things stay the same, it's, it's not going to change. It's going to have to change at some point. Well, I, I, I've been saying Because the world this. is changing so fast. Yeah, the world is changing so fast. But, you know, uh, Truman, you're never going to bring back uh, corporal punishment. I'm just sorry. I mean, I don't know who's going to let it come back. But you're not ever going to let corporal punishment come back to the schools. Uh, and it's really funny when you think about it, because I don't know how many young men have come to me when they got grown and told me I saved their lives. Yeah. Because I paddled them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody thinks, you you know, well, corporal punishment, well, the teacher paddles you every day, somebody every day. That doesn't happen. Uh, you know, first week of school, second week of school, somebody does something bad enough, and you don't ever paddle a kid when you're mad, you know, and you explain to them why you were paddling them. And, you know, you paddle them, it's over and done with, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, if the other kids see and hear that, they're not going to get paddled. So you probably, you might paddle one or two a year, and that's it. Because the rest of them don't want that paddling. And you've got control of the, of the kids the rest of the year. And I mean, some people disagree with you, but, I mean, you know, like I said, I've had no telling how many come to me and tell me that I saved their lives because I paddled them. Well, you don't see much of that at home. No, no. and the Very few uh, uh, families have... Uh, that type of discipline no, in their no. home. And, and I guess you can blame the court systems Yeah. Uh, for that. I don't know if, if I can completely, but I, a lot of it is court systems because when you punish a parent for paddling, it, you know, yeah. you can't beat one. That's not what you do. No. I think it's about time for us to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with you. <laughs> NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Main Street Murfreesboro, along with the Rutherford County Courthouse, will be going virtual this year for Celebrate Christmas, December 4th at 6.30 p.m. This is Sarah Callender of Main Street Murfreesboro. Snuggle up with your family at home and watch this annual Christmas tree lighting event on City TV Channel 3, YouTube, or live on Facebook. Local high school talent, dancers, and the Center for the Arts will bring the lights alive while Santa himself comes downtown to flip the switch on the courthouse tree. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro, offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Enjoy gentle joint exercise in the indoor pool, our soda shop, and many planned activities and trips for every taste. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. 
At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, gentlemen, it's Scott Walker. November, we all know, is Men's Health Month, and it's a reminder to take care of your health, so Low T Center is offering a $49 comprehensive health assessment and a $49 home sleep assessment to determine if you have sleep apnea. Low T Center's health assessment provides a complete screening, checking all of your levels, including your prostate, cholesterol, testosterone, and so much more. Low T Center is not like typical doctor's offices where you sit and wait for hours and hours. They get you in, they get you out. Low T Center's concierge medicine exclusively for men. Guys, make sure you make your health a priority. Low T Center makes it quick and easy. Throughout November, be sure to schedule your $49 health assessment and $49 home sleep test. If you're a man over 30, do yourself a favor and schedule your health assessment at Low T Center today. It's even covered by most health insurance. Call 615-603-3542. Again, 615-603-3542 or book online at LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan, and be careful out there. Safety and fire officials across the state are reminding residents to heat their homes and apartments safely as cold weather settles in, prompting the use of space heaters and fireplaces. Firefighters say people need to keep space heaters away from anything flammable and never leave space heater on while unattended. In addition, furnaces and chimneys, they say, should be inspected for the winter. Christopher Hernandez was convicted of raping a child in Rutherford County. He filed an appeal suggesting he never had the effective assistance of counsel. However, court documents on Monday showed the criminal appeals court disagreed, and Hernandez will now remain behind bars until 2034. The annual Rutherford County Christmas tree lighting in front of the Rutherford County Courthouse will take place this Friday. However, the event will not be something to attend in person, but instead online. Patients Long with Center for the Arts told News Radio WGNS. It's a lot of local flair to this event and local people being featured. And it's going to air on City TV, uh, Channel 3, YouTube, and Facebook Live through the city. Starts at 6.30 on Friday night. And the center will feature a six-minute version of a Christmas carol during the virtual lighting ceremony. There are about 5,000 jobs in Rutherford County employers are trying to fill. Rutherford Works in partnership with Workforce Essentials will host a virtual job fair featuring in-demand jobs Wednesday from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. The city of Murfreesboro also hiring new employees. News on demand 24-7 from our website, wgnsradio.com, or log on to facebook.com slash wgnsradio and click the like button. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Bud's Tire Pros makes buying tires simpler, so you can get back to when being on the move was carefree. For a limited time, get up to a $120 reward card after submission when you bundle at least two new qualifying Michelin or BF Goodrich passenger or light truck tires, as well as select Michelin motorcycle, scooter, and bicycle tires. Or get a $120 reward card per purchase of four new Michelin Cross Climate 2 tires. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. Find out more at BudsTireProsTN.com. See store for complete details. Offers valid from November 18th, 2020 through December 9th, 2020. Void where prohibited. 
Hi, this is Greg Tidwell with Bell Jewelers. Customers like to shop local as long as they feel they're getting a fair price. And when they come to Bell Jewelers, they find that a fair price. We have the perfect gift for everyone on your list at Bell Jewelers. Beautiful diamonds, colored gemstones, and beautiful watch brands that we have here at the store. You know, we have the nicest staff. Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad. We're right across the streets from Tooch Restaurant. Good neighbor weather. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon, a high around 40 degrees. West winds around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies and a low around 21. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 29. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, we we were talking about uh, education and how it's uh, affecting everything right now. And um, it it seems like a lot of the education process has not only been taken out of the uh, classrooms, but it's also been taken out of the homes itself. Now, we have a call on the line. Caller, welcome aboard with James Michael Jones. Good morning, gentlemen. How are both of you doing today? We're doing be- we're doing better right now, big boy. That sounds like well, one of my former classmates. Good. That's exactly right. Well, it's good to hear uh, what I want to say. A former principal. Yes, sir. Ideas. Uh, Mike, did you ever have a parent to call you and ask you to paddle a child? Yes, I have. Yeah, I, I did, too. One called one time and said, will you please pedal my son in the morning because I can't do nothing with him at home. <laughs> I've actually I've actually had that happen to my son. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really funny how, thing, how things have changed. Uh, uh, I did do one time that I'll never do it again. I had a parent to come in, and he wanted to paddle his own child. And that was a big mistake. Well, did you let him? I let him, and I should not have. Okay. He probably paddled him worse than what you do. Or did. By far, by far. You and I both have, have done enough paddling. We know how to restrain ourselves, and you're not ever going to hit one to hurt them. Oh, no. I paddled a boy one time, Roy Leathers, who used to have a furniture store here. And, after, and I, I gave gave him enough to I thought would take care of it. And he looked up at me and he said, "Mr. Campbell, are you through?" I said, "Yeah, Roy, I'm through." He said, "Well, thank you." And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen very often, but it did sometimes. Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, well, all right. 
Hey, Butcher. Yes, sir. Uh, when you did the paddling, do, do you do it in your office, or uh, would you go downstairs? No, did it in my office. We didn't do anything in the dungeon. <laughs> smart, smart, smart. You are one of the few people that never will forget that. <laughs> that is my curse, Butch. I, I, I've got a mind that never forgets those things. I don't know what it is. Well, and, and the thing about it was the parent, that, the little boy's parent, called and thanked me. In fact, she suggested that I that I put him downstairs to isolate him. <laughs> I said, okay, whatever. Well, right. the, the marquee in the side is no a, longer around. No, that's right. You're right. Hey, see, you're going to be on Thursday, right? That's when I'll be there. I look forward to that. Uh, How's Janie doing? Hang up. Uh, she was still asleep when I left a minute ago. Tell her I said I. I've got two spoiled females in my house. One is Janie and the other one is a dog. <laughs> you better That's keep her okay. spoil. Yeah. I know it. I, I, don't worry. Her daddy started it, and I just picked it up. <laughs> Thank you, Butcher. Uh, all right. Y'all have a good day. Bye. Bye. Um, you know, with Butch calling in, and, and we, we, when you listen to him and, and, and all the relationships that we've had all these years, it really makes a big difference with the kids that are around us because they see the type of love that we have for each other and and the respect that we have. And uh, it, it, it's something I hope that it's not lost on the generations that have come uh, behind us, but for the simple reason it does, uh, uh, that particular education part, is as strong as, as any of the curriculum that you'll have in the schoolroom. You just said the big word, respect. Yeah. yeah. It's respect. Uh, we were taught to respect our elders. Mm-hmm. We were taught to respect women. Uh, how many men go to the uh, outside door to let their wife or girlfriend in the in the car nowadays? Mm-hmm. You don't see that much. You, no. How many how many people do you see go open the door for somebody, even an elderly person? Uh, and I, I love the commercial where the uh, young man standing in the uh, subway and and uh, sitting in the subway. Excuse me, and the older ladies there standing up holding on to us, and he gets up and gives her. The seat. Yeah. That's what we should do. That's exactly what we should do. But you just don't, you don't see that. And I use the word respect. I use the word respect. You respect Mm -hmm. your elders. And I know how many young children, you know, 14, 13, whatever, and I'd say yes, ma'am, too. Yeah. Or no, sir, too. And they looked at you like, huh? Well, I mean, that's just common courtesy. We were taught that. I mean, we were taught that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't see it being taught anymore. And uh, that doesn't mean some people don't, but some people some people just don't do it. And I don't know. It's it's, it's a, it all comes from home and church. I'm sorry, it comes from home and church. Respect us, and you know it's a learned thing. You um, know we we respected our parents. We respected our teachers, and then you go on all the way up to your grandparents. 
there was something special about grandparents that we had a great love for and we would listen to them because it, it seems like with that gray hair, they have uh, uh, that type of uh, uh, education, informal education that you need to know about. Mm-hmm. And Papa Jones and, and Mama Jones. Well, they earned your respect. I oh, mean, they gosh, earned it. yes. They're, from just the way they acted and, and the things that they did. I yeah. mean, they, you know, they earned their respect. And that's, yeah. that's what you got to do nowadays. I mean, uh, I hear parents use language that to their children you know type of language you know what are we doing here yeah why do you say those words so i mean it's just we live in a complete different society yeah all right we got to talk about my favorite thing auctioneering i knew you were gonna get to that i'm gonna change the subject (laughs) i'm gonna change the subject uh about 19 or 20 years ago i went to school uh-huh. auctioneering school in uh, Tullahoma. Yeah. And I said, that's what I want to do when I retire. Mm-hmm. I want to be an auctioneer because I love to hear it. And I learned to auctioneer. Uh, I was with uh, uh, Parsley and Todd for several years mm-hmm. while I was teaching. And uh, then I went with uh, Maples Realty. And, of course, uh, Maples Realty was uh, Clark Maples Realty at the time. Mm-hmm. And Clark and I played football together. So I have a lot of respect for him. And Betsy, his daughter, uh, Betsy Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betsy was uh, uh, actually uh, used to babysit Bo and Leanne. And uh, when I went there, uh, Parsley and Todd closed down. And uh, I was in Cannon County at the time, and I thought that was what I should do. But anyway, uh, I wish I had gone with them years ago, yeah. to be honest with you. But uh, it's very well run. Uh, uh, we start our business. We'll have one today. We have a meeting today, mm-hmm. go over sales and things like that. And they always started up with a prayer. We start our auctions with a prayer, mm-hmm. and which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just good, honest people. Yeah. And uh, we uh, 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 and I've started out slow. I don't know. I've, anything I've ever done when I sold cars, I was always did well. Mm-hmm. And I'd figure out a way to sell cars. And uh, sometimes it took going to the dealership on Sunday and opening it up and just sitting and letting people come see me because I got extra people. And you know, I was able to to uh, secure the business. And uh, I've had trouble. Uh, with my auctioneering, you know, I work auctions and I love to work my auctions, but I don't, uh, I don't get calls from friends and people that I know because, you know, I'll go to an auction and I know the people that are having the auction and I'm thought, why didn't I get it? <laughs> well, I got to learn some way or other. I got to figure out a way to get the business, and uh, I hadn't figured that out yet. But uh, hopefully, uh, one of these days it'll start coming. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been, I've had a few. I've had a few, and I've missed a couple of uh, now, big Now, the, the auctioneers themselves, uh, are they competitive against each other? Yes. Or, or I always thought it was the uh, the uh, realty firm. No. They're, you're your own boss, really. Uh-huh. I mean, of course, I'm under Betsy, yeah. and uh, uh, you're really, uh, I do floor time. And I guess I'm the most unlucky person in the world. When we're doing floor time, I have yet. Well, I take that back. I've had one call, and it was on a, a, a place that we had had, had listed, and uh, it had been several years ago. And mm-hmm. the, the guy 
you know, wasn't interested anymore. But uh, I, I don't know if I'm just jinxed or what it is. I think you remember Joe Belinsky? <laughs> You know oh, yeah. About? Yeah, but he didn't have any vowels <laughs> in his name. And uh, it was so funny that uh, I said sometimes I feel like him when the auctioneering business because it's, it's always, you know, it was, there was always a cloud over him and it was raining on him all the time. Well, I, well, you and I got out of the car at the same time over here at, at Adam's place. And it was sun, the sun was shining on my head, and I noticed that you were kind of yeah. uh, having a little it cloud. It was snowing like the devil on me. Well, bless your heart. <laughs> but I've got to figure out a way to to earn some business. You know, uh, I've had some awful good teachers. I mean, yeah. and one thing I do like like about Betsy's mm-hmm. auctions is when we sell merchandise, mm-hmm. I get to sell, and I love to do that. I mean, I'm happy as a lark doing that, uh, but that doesn't make me any money. But uh, you mean like you're selling a farm and you got all this equipment I, and stuff out there? The only places I've ever sold were family things, you know, yeah. I've, and I've had very few of those. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, the uh, when you're selling personal goods, you know, you might sell a chair, you might sell a wardrobe, you might sell a rug. There's no telling what you're going to sell. What if you're selling a Picasso? Well, uh, I wouldn't be selling a Picasso because I wouldn't know what the heck I was doing. But uh, I'd have to learn. Mm. But uh, uh, it's, it's it's a good business, and it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have uh, I have two guys that are very competitive with us right now that it's very difficult for me to get an auction. Very difficult because everybody knows them. Mm-hmm. And they've been around, and they've been doing it for a lot longer than I have. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't real aggressive when I was teaching and as a principal because I didn't have the time to do all of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was mainly just family things that I've done. Now, uh, you're not in education anymore. No, you're just retired. And I'm broke, and I need some business. <laughs> Well, Robbie's the one that said you need some business. Yes, yes. Robbie, I'm sure, would like for me to get an auction or two. Yeah. Uh, but I've got to figure out a way. I haven't figured out a way. You know, you go, uh, I try to go to, uh, what's well, like this morning? You go out and eat and breakfast, and you meet people, and you tell them, you know, what you do. And uh, it seems like a lot of the people that uh, uh, I know, they know I'm an auctioneer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, think they do. Tough. I don't think they do. Well, they may not, but I, I... Because you have been involved in, in, in education and in farming for so long, and, and you're still a pretty much a full-time farmer. Well, but, I've got a but, few sheep. Yeah, but uh, uh, you're you're not advertised and, and all those other things that go along with it. And mm-hmm. just people, I mean... Uh, just just your name, I mean. Getting your name out's tough. It's just like my son-in-law says. You never know when you run into somebody. You just got to make sure they know, you know, what you do. And then, you know, that one time, you, just, you know, you get a bit, you get to business. But uh, it's been difficult. It's been real difficult for me. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's kind of like, you know, like I said, the other businesses that I've been in, in, and and did well in, uh, I was able to figure it out. I hadn't figured this one out yet. Well, you were made to be a teacher. There's no doubt about that. And you were made to be a farmer. You pretty much uh, not not you, you grew up in two families. You grew up in our family, mm-hmm. mom and dad, and and with Russ, of course. 
and then you grew up in in Stanley McNabb's and 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 uh, Aunt Nancy's family mm-hmm. on the farm. So you 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 basically have kind of been split in half in, in your growing up time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I'm, I'm you know I spent a many a night at the McNabs and and uh, uh, showed many a colt. Mm-hmm. Uh, raised horses for a lot, a lot of years. Actually yeah. managed a couple of horse farms. Uh, that was probably my calling. But I was smart enough to get out of that when it went went down. Uh, the horse business was awfully good to me. Yeah. And uh, I made more money in the horse business than I'd ever made. Yeah. But that that left me. That left me. And uh, the government took care of that. But uh, uh, teaching was just uh, forethought. Mm-hmm. And I guess the reason I went into teaching is I thought I could coach. But I actually liked teaching better than I did coaching. I'm surprised at but, that. But then all of the all of the kids, you know, it's really strange. I didn't coach anything at uh, uh, Blackman. I didn't mm-hmm. coach anything. The kids called me coach. Hmm. Uh, all of the students that I've had in the past, they call me coach. They don't call me Mr. Jones. They call me coach. Hmm. And it's really strange how that has carried over in my older days because I'm still, when I run into those guys, it's coach. It's not. But that's because people who are on teams, football, basketball, baseball, things like that, I think they grow closer. And it's not just the players, it's the coaches themselves. So they pretty much become uh you're uh like being a father oh yeah you're or a father. something like that you when you're a head coach you're a father figure there's yeah. no doubt about it i mean they look at you and respect you if you if you're doing your job yeah if you're doing your job and then you, of course like that i've i said that earlier you got to earn respect respect's not just given to you it's earned uh but uh um we uh you know uh we just live in a different time, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that some of these old people and young people that remember me will give me a little business one of these days. Uh, and I don't, you know, and it may be I don't advertise as much as some of, some of them do. And uh, I've never seen you advertise, period. I did. I did uh, for about two years. I had a regular running ad in the paper, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually got absolutely nothing from it. And we mm-hmm. decided, my wife and I decided, well, you know, we're just throwing money away because I got no business from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, you got to depend upon people you know. Yeah. Uh, if they run into somebody that's, you know, needs to have an auction or needs to sell their property, you know, hopefully they'll recommend you. You know. Mm-hmm. And two, I, you know, uh, a lot of the people I know know the same people, know the very same people. So it's it's difficult. Do you have to really uh, to get your name out? Let's say. And, and you're working with Maples Realty, which is a, a very respected, very respected. Uh, real estate uh, business. Uh, what if you went into that full time where you're both selling homes and, and, and going out? I am. I am. I sell homes and I, and I go do floor duty. And that's where I say I've been bit. Uh, f- floor duty, you should get some business from floor duty. Now, what are you talking about for uh, I go in, in one morning I work 8 to 12. Mm-hmm. 
four hours. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, or I work from 12 to whatever. You know, we've got different times that we go in. Mm-hmm. Well, if somebody calls in asking about a piece of property, mm-hmm. then they turn that over to me because I've got the floor that day. Okay. And I get to talk to the people, and hopefully they'll become a, a client. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to have that happen. I have yet to have that happen. And I started doing floor duty, I don't know, four or five months ago. And I'm pretty good about doing that with the COVID. So so if they call uh, Clark, uh, I mean, if the they call Maples, Maples Realty and you're there and I'm there the, and it's I've got floor duty. Yeah. Then, I get to call. Then they're one of your clients. Right. When you, they when could you be that. one of my clients. OK. I, talk See, I don't them. understand the business. I, I talk to them. And tell them I can get on real tracks and yeah. look up the piece of property, give them the information that they need for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully they might become a client. Mm-hmm. And like I say, I've yet to have that happen. Uh, it just hadn't happened with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, You and I bought a farm together many years ago. 68. 1968. Uh, over there. Uh, Peaks Hill. At, at, right at the bottom of Peaks Hill. And uh, I think that was an auction. Is Am I correct? Bought it at auction. Uh, you and I, you were working with Greyhound, and I yeah. was working at MTSU. Mm-hmm. And I was the assistant herdsman at MTSU. And this Mr. Holt uh, had gotten where he couldn't. Holmes, do. wasn't it? Or was it Holt? Holt. Mr. Holt. Um, Mr. Holmes is who we borrowed the money from. Yeah. Uh, You and I went to farm credit. We went to the banks that we went to. Nobody would loan us the money. And uh, uh, we both had a little money. And uh, uh, I was at the sale. Uh And uh, my daddy came up to me and says, son, do you really want to buy this piece of property? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, I want you to meet somebody. And he bought, brought Mr. Henry Holmes mm-hmm. over and introduced him to him. And he said, son, do you want to buy this property? I mm-hmm. said, yes, sir. He said, buy it. I said, what do you mean? He said, you pay me yearly, mm-hmm. 10% interest. And that uh, was 7 7% I interest. I thought it was 6%. No, 7% interest. And that's when the interest had really gone up at that yeah. time. And uh, he said, buy it. Mm-hmm. I looked at my daddy. I said, are you sure? And he said, yes. So I bid it off. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was for you and I together. Mm-hmm. And uh, you weren't even there, as far as I remember. I didn't even know we were buying a farm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Henry went over and reached his bill, uh, bill uh, what do you call them? Uh, the bill where you keep your yeah, cigarettes yeah, or whatever, yeah, tobacco. Bill, Pulled out the money and paid for it. Yeah. Now, I won't say how much it was because I don't, you know, I, uh, it was not anywhere. 20 something thousand. Yeah, $24,600. Yeah, yeah. And it's 200 acre farm. No, it was 88. 88. 88. I always thought it was, it was 88 acres. No, it was not. Yes. It was 200. Okay, acres. we're not going to argue. No, Let's no, one, no wonder nobody. <laughs> and it had a, nice, had a nice house. Yeah. And an old log barn. Yeah. And it had a chicken. At a chicken barn and mm-hmm. another chicken coop thing. And it, you know, uh, for us John to Bragg Highway cut it in half. Cut it ran, in half. Ran right in the middle. And we gave 24 something, and that thing's brought well over a million dollars since then. Yeah. Uh, but that's such as life. Uh, but uh, it was uh, uh, a pretty good buy at the time. Yeah. You know, at the time. 
Uh, it's a great buy. Yeah, but uh, uh, and we bought it. I mean, of course, that's one reason I loved auctions. You know, you auction usually a piece of property, especially nowadays. If you auction something off, I'm like I'm gonna use Betsy's terminology the other mm-hmm. day. She and I were trying to get one together. Mm-hmm. Betsy says it's gonna bring what it's worth, and she's right. We sold one uh, uh, Saturday, and you know she said she thought it would bring a certain price, and I thought it would bring, and it brought what I thought it was gonna bring. It, mm-hmm. it actually brought a little more than what she thought it was gonna bring. But you know it. Uh, All right, let's do this. If if you own a home or a farm, right, and and you look at what it's been valued by the county, yes, the the the, the property assessor, which is they, not they, which is not, you always tell the person that's not a true value. Okay, always right. tell them that. Yeah. that's not a true value. A true value, uh, you can pretty much go through comps, comps are what's sold around recently, let's say within the six months, mm-hmm. within that area, you can get pretty close to what you think it's going to bring. Mm-hmm. And you think you're pretty smart, okay? Then you have an auction, and you change your opinion pretty quick. It brings more. Right now, it's probably going to bring more than you think it's going to bring right yeah. now. Yeah. I've never seen the market like this. And like I say, I've been doing this several years, and, you know, I've watched it. Mm-hmm. But the market is a strange thing. Now, is it wrong to list a piece of property and say absolutely not? Listing is just as good as an auction most of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, where an auction it differs greatly from selling, putting it on the market and selling, is the fact that it's got to pass inspection. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, when you sell a home, you're going to recommend that the buyer there's a home inspection, mm-hmm. and they go through, they go under the house, they go, they check everything. And they're going to find something wrong, and it's going to have to be fixed most of the time, most of the time. Is, is this something that affects the um, uh, home itself as far as usage in the home, or does it, is it something like maybe if you hadn't put wallpaper up on your walls or, or something that is, is kind of a beauty thing rather big, than... Well, I don't say it's that. Outdated, a word outdated is used a lot, Yeah. especially in kitchens and bathrooms, mm. especially in kitchens and bathrooms, outdated. Carpets are not so much wanted anymore. It's hardwood, okay? Yeah. All right, but well, let's just say outdated. If a home is outdated and you're going to have to spend fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 on that house, you're better off auctioning it. Yeah. You're better off auctioning it. Uh, if the house is in real good shape, it's up to date, just like this one we sold mm-hmm. Saturday, sold well. It so well, um, but what? But let, let's look at it like this way: if if you're going to auction off a house, you have to have at least two people there that really want that particular piece of property. I would totally agree with you, but sometimes it only takes one if they make one bid. Now, you got two types of bids. But what if it's not close you to what you want? Uh, you don't have to sell it. Now, that's what I was going to say, tell you. Yeah. There are two types. One, yeah. once it's bid off, it's bid off. Yeah. That's it. The other is you have the opportunity to reject 
the bid. Mm -hmm. And then normally uh, you'll list it for 90 days. That's yeah. a normal thing. You know, if it, they don't, if it doesn't bring what it's supposed to bring, then you'll list it for 90 days. You mm -hmm. hope you've got that in the contract. With the same person that, yes. that's yes. auctioning yes. it Yes, yes, okay. yes. Uh, but... Uh, 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 the big thing about an auction, when you sell it, it's as is. Yeah. And that's that's quoted as is. Yeah. So if somebody goes in, yeah, you know, uh, you never know what's going to have to be fixed. Yeah. But let's say uh, you've inherited the house mm -hmm. and you don't want to spend your money. Mm -hmm. Well, then that's when you want to auction it off. Yeah. Or if you if there's a, something major that you think that needs to be done and you don't have the money, then auction is the way to go and like you say it takes two people yeah and saturday i think if i remember correctly i was taking bids from three people and one of the auctioneers was taken from two so we had five bidders oh wow and uh that's that got fiery i have been to auctions where there was only two people there yeah and it brought more than what we thought it was going to bring yeah, we saw one on Woodbury Highway many years ago that, that brought a whole lot more than we thought it would. We, we, we're completely out of time, uh, uh, but uh, how, how would anybody get a hold of you besides uh, coming through me? Maples Realty. And, and that'd be the best, or call my cell phone, which is uh, always in my hand. And hopefully It wasn't today. It is, too. Oh, uh, Okay. Well, time. what's your number? I don't even know what your number is. 615-347-0644. All right. If they can't get a hold of you, they'll call Robbie. I'm sure Robbie. Well, let them, they, they, they can call you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fine with me. <laughs> hey, if they call Robbie, they call Maples Realty, they call you. I don't care as long as I get the call. <laughs> yeah. Well, I enjoyed it, big boy. We oh, had a, a wide range of, of things to talk about, yep. as we always do. And uh, let's see, tomorrow, I think we'll have Larry Stewart and Jan on tomorrow. So Big Larry. That's going to be fun. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450. And streaming at WGNSRadio.com.